If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York and Chris Guy. Presented by The Rock, Royal Oak Chevrolet Cadillac on Park Avenue in Paducah. On 99.5 The Fan. From the Region 1 Sports Studios, this is your Wednesday, August the 20... What is today? 5th? 26th. 26th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, Chris the Guy, and Chelsea here in the show as always. Presented by the Rock Royal Oak Chevrolet Cadillac. That's out on Park Avenue. It's in Paducah. It is. In case you didn't know that. Uh, Fun show today. We teased it for a few weeks. We will debut the Power 3 preseason football ranking today are from you, us. Are you ready for all the flack you're going to receive? I'm going to get flack, but I think I've got good arguments. Yeah. But that's, I think i got good arguments all the time. I was fixing to say, that's not... <laughs> Brian, have never, you ever said your argument was not good? Oh, I've, like, I've still got a lot of my opinion columns from when I worked in print journalism, Yeah, and I can't read them. You no, know, they're that bad? I'm like, oh man, you're, you were an idiot. Like, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I can say that, right? but I'm not in the moment. And if you say I'm wrong, I'm going to double down. And I, Mentally, I may be like, no, they're right. Brian could argue with the wall. I can't admit I'm wrong. Does that make sense? No. I can I, see that I'm wrong. Never, I can't admit it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yes. I just can't do it. I you do. will double down until there's nothing to double to. Yeah. I will chew that all the way to the ground before I finally go, fine. Um, no, I think it's I think it's good. And like I said, this is just for fun mostly, but it's our power three. We'll give you the bubble team. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. And like I said, I think it's well argued. Uh, of and course then, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and here's the thing, I could do the power three three different times this week and give you three different orders, and people are still going to argue. Right. Yeah. Best best out of three power three. Oh, I could give. Yeah, I could go like, all right, today I, I'm thinking it's this, and tomorrow I'm thinking it's this, and then Bob. Actually, that would be a fun challenge. Is every week do a different you one. do a different one and give your justification for it. <laughs> um, here's the thing, and this is a tease. I'm gonna give it in a minute. It's gonna change after week one. Oh yeah. Because two of these teams play each other. Right. So no matter what, don't freak out now. We'll get that decided in week one. And this is not Simmer a... Simmer down, Joe. And this is not a Graves County's not ranked, but Murray is, and then Graves beats them. This is not that scenario. Mm-hmm. Th- these teams are, are, are one and two. They have to flip. Right. So we'll talk about that. Also... Well, unless one beats... Well, I guess one beats two, two drops two. to three. At two least. drops to three. At least, depending on how bad it is. Yeah. That's true. If it's like a nail-biter. Right. Um, also, That's another thing. Going back real quick to that grave, that game was down to the last play. Yeah, yeah. and again, you were two. You're like three spots behind them to start with. Mm-hmm. So, not um, to rehash. We will also do soccer and volleyball. Not today. That'll be next week. Oh, that'll be exciting. So that'll be mm-hmm. fun. We'll give a little love to them, and we'll try to rank those teams as they get in their their season because their season starts earlier than football. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll do all of that. That'll be fun. Um. All right, you don't do it now. Let's just do it. Jump in. I was looking at the time. We've been and there's waiting. Just, there's just no reason not to. Let's do power three. And I think I think we learned last year we got to do this one. Start with one. Yes. You go three to one. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. You go one to three. It's still who's that third team? Number one. And this is gonna be fun. I'm going McCracken Ooh. County. Ooh. 
A little controversial there. Hell. I know Mayfield's... Listen, that does not mean that I think at the end of the year Mayfield won't be the better team or have the better record. I'm saying if you give me those two rosters with what they've got coming back and then the upside of the new starters, I like McCracken better right now. Yeah, I could see that. All right. I do. I think Mayfield may end up with the better defense and may have a case that they do have the better defense. Mm -hmm. But Mayfield... I think people are underestimating just how much they lost on offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They lost all of their top receivers. All of them. They lost their quarterback, mm-hmm. who was phenomenal. Yeah. They lost a lot of guys on the line. They do return a lot of defensive guys. They're running backs back too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do return a lot of defense. Yeah, but and here's the, here's the comparison. If you're talking McCracken Mayfield... I'm taking Hunter Bradley. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, they've got both have their running backs back. But, but if that's who's the better running back? Right. Mayfield does have a lot of guys on defense. We'll get to Mayfield in a minute, but I'm going McCracken number one because, and let me just make the case for you, and I, I think some of our Twitter friends for, for enlightening us to this, I kind of knew it, but I didn't have the official how many. Mm-hmm. Okay. 17 seniors, 15 of those were returning starters. It's about 50 50 when you go defense offense. Right. The O-line and D-line are the same minus one player on wow. each side. The offensive line has a D1 prospect. Well, when you look at D2... The offensive line has a D1 prospect. They ha- they have one of the top rushers in the state returning, and if right. you listen to that interview with Coach Clark, Hunter Bradley gets hurt, and his numbers still put him in like the top three or four mm-hmm. in the state. Yeah. Okay? Um, their new quarterback. That's that's the knock. Right. Okay, we know what they're returning. They're getting, I mean, LeAndre Bolin Jr. on defense. They got a lot of dudes on defense coming back. By the way, they return uh, their starting juniors are all were all starting last year. Mm-hmm. So th- they're basically a junior and senior heavy team with a lot of experience and talent coming back. Where they do have new starters would be like at receiver. But two of their three top receivers are back. Tank Franklin Hayes out of it. The other dudes are back. Right. Yeah. And I think Jeremiah Hughes is going to have a fantastic season mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And their new quarterback, who is still just a sophomore, I believe, is ranked 12th in the state. Shoo. That's not bad. Top one in the region going into this. And season. if I remember correctly, going looking at last year's defense, that defense struggled a little in the beginning of the year. They were young in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Yeah. They got a lot of experience, and by the end of the season, they were a great defense. Oh, um, and also head to head last year, who who beat who? Right, yeah. right. McCracken over Mayfield last year. Um, both are in similar spots with qu- new quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but McCracken's is coming in a little more touted, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm a big believer that yeah, inexperience can make up for talent, but you can't. But if you come in with equal talent's going to prevail a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing on Mayfield. I got Mayfield too. Let's just get that Obviously. out of the way. Mayfield in the end is going to be Mayfield. Right. And Mayfield if Mayfield's number end, one in the end, nobody should be at all surprised. I don't care if they're starting all freshmen who have never played right. a, a minute of varsity football. Their expectation is you win a championship. Right. Yeah. Next man up. Mayfield's a juggernaut mm-hmm. and a powerhouse. But I'm basing this because this is preseason. I'm basing this on what's returning and what we know versus what we don't know. Right. And we just know more about McCracken for me to say, I think they're going to be really, really good this year. I think that's fair. I think it's going to be a fun year for them. By the way, their new offensive uh, coordinator and O-line coach was at Henderson last year. Oh, is that right? Who was the thorn in their side. Right, right. I just think they got a lot going for them. Mm -hmm. And plus they got Hunter Bradley back. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's completely fair when you look at the whole region and you look at who's bringing the most back, you know, outside of Graves County. Obviously, McCracken's talent well, McCracken's level bringing more back. is bringing the most back. I mean, outside of a couple of key positions, McCracken's bringing more back than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, the unknown is coming back a little more touted. And that doesn't mean in the end... It works. Who starts at Mayfield right. won't have a better season. It doesn't mean... I'm just saying... You base this on potential and known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Potential and known is leaning towards McCracken right now. So basically, you have to pick McCracken week one now. Yeah, I'm picking McCracken week one. All right. I'm going out right now and telling you I think McCracken's going to beat Mayfield week one. Okay. That's at McCracken, too. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know Mayfield wants blood. Has McCracken ever beat Mayfield twice in a row? No. I don't think so. They've only beat him once before, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's talk Mayfield. Mayfield was far more depleted by graduation on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do have their top running back back with experience. I think for me, the question with Hunter Bradley was, was well, can he do it again with Hayes not there? Can he do it again if Elijah Wheat's not throwing to Franklin Hayes? Right. He's got his line back. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right? Like, he's got yeah. every piece he needs back. Last year, they gave him the football, and people knew there he was going to get the football, and he still demolished mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best running back in the region when the top, obviously, two or three in the state. Yeah. So I liked him more as a returning back in the backfield. Um, but Mayfield, when you look at their defense, like I said, they got a lot coming back, too. Uh, a lot back on defense and big names. That's that's the thing. I mean, Jax, uh, Jax Rogers is, is just a junior. Dude's a monster as linebacker. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot back. They got a lot of star- starters on defense back. But their offense is going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think out of the gate, it's going to take more time than McCracken. That's that does not, that, by the way, I'll say now, I think Mayfield will end up with a better record and go deeper in the playoffs. But that's also the nature of the beast when you're 6A versus 2A. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And that's the tough thing when you're comparing football in this region compared to, you know, basketball. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not fair in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I just look. Again, I just go back to you look at the rosters, you look at what's expected, you look at potential. And McCracken last year was kind of young. I think people kind of forget that they really had a lot of newbies last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were especially yeah. even those seniors that are returning. Were, that was like their first year to start for right. a lot yeah. of them last year. They're all back, and they grew a lot yeah. over the course of that season. Mm-hmm. When you look at that team that played Bowling Green compared to that team that played Mayfield. Those are two different teams. Oh, yeah. And that's the experience. So starting the year, three weeks in front of the season, McCracken won Mayfield two. Mayfield beats them week one. They're number one. You 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 flip that at, at, at the least. Oh, yeah. But, again, it's a preseason ranking. If we'd already seen games, we could make better judgments. Obviously. Yeah. So Mayfield number two. Who's number three? This is one I'm not sure about. Oh, I am. And I'll tell you about it after the break. Oh, you tease. You're in the middle of another Region 1 Sports Report. Sponsored by Ivitz Plumbing, Dean Owen, Broadway Church of Christ, Baird Financial, McDonald's, Lake Kim Community Federal Credit Union. On 99.5, The Fan. Your schools, your report, the Region 1 Sports Report. Region 1 Sports here on our second segment on your Wednesday edition. 
uh, once again, I, I, it's hard to compare 6A versus 2A. Mm-hmm. Last year, I mean, Mayfield's the juggernaut of juggernauts. They've got the target on their back more than anybody else, especially in our region. And McCracken beat them, right? And McCracken still didn't end up with a better record or as deep in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. If Mayfield played a 6A schedule... I think Mayfield would still be one of the better teams in yeah, the state. Yeah, I think so. But I, I think if McCracken yeah. was 2A, it would that team oh. last year, forget the school size. Let's right. say they're 2A but would have that roster. Right. I think they would have been maybe state champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, them and Mayfield in the end, I mean, Mayfield was rolling teams. After I that would almost make the argument that Mayfield may even be stronger because then you're if, if you're playing a 6A schedule because then you're not playing – the Fultons, the Ballards, the, the, the smaller classes that they end up having to play, yeah. but doesn't really do them any good. You know they're going to win that game going into well, like it. Well, like I said, no you can't compare schedules. I mean, you know, because everybody's going to point last year and go, yeah, but but Mayfield beat Tillman and Tillman beat McCracken. Right. Yeah, that was also week one for McCracken. Right. Yeah. You know, that we, we were three or they four They were a different team in. a few yeah. weeks later. Both teams were really. If, if that mm-hmm. game would have been played, if the Tillman McCracken game is the last game of the year instead of the first game of the that year, I think McCracken wins. I think if it's middle of the season, well, not counting the injuries, obviously. Yeah, you know, Hunter Bradley was hurt at that point, so. But I mean, listen, there's a lot of arguments here. It, well, if you think Mayfield's going to be better in the end, I, I didn't say I think they would be necessarily better in the end. I think they're going to be Mayfield in the end, right? But I think I think that's the ceiling for McCracken this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in the end, if you're talking year to year. Mayfield's still the better program because it's Mayfield. Right. But if you're talking this season alone as an outlier, McCracken's rolling this year. They've got a great team this year. Um, So that's why. And listen, Mayfield comes out and smokes them in week one. I will be happy to go back and go, okay, Mayfield – we just knew less about Mayfield. Right. Now we know they're still Mayfield. Moving on. And it's always fair to bet on the unknown in Mayfield because they have that pedigree. Plus – how boring are these rankings if we start with Mayfield? <laughs> right? Come on. Like, gotta, just... You gotta spice it up. You can't start with Mayfield no. every year. That's too vanilla. I think Mayfield was number one last year. They'll be number one next year. I yeah. can promise you that. I, right. I already know. Look at what McCracken's losing off of this yeah. team. Mayfield will be number one next year. <laughs> All right. So McCracken, Mayfield. Who's number three? The irony is yeah. they don't make our top rankings last year for weeks they did in the end and when we didn't start them ranked and we didn't move them to being ranked after they beat a ranked team we heard kind of all kinds of flack and in all honesty i've already been starting to get flack because it leaked <laughs> that i'm going to put them in the rankings to start this year graves county's number three yep graves is the furthest from these other programs or, or was last year mm-hmm. as far as disparity Graves has a ton of kids back on offense, but they have like nobody back on defense until you get to the secondary. Mm-hmm. So defense is going to be a, a work in progress. That's what knocks them down on the list. What keeps them ranked is they've got their quarterback, their receivers, and their running backs back. Mm-hmm. With a lot and they're the only team in the region who has that. Yeah, yeah with a lot of their linemen. So, and I think those guys are going to have a good year. I think so. And I think they want to play the role of the underdog, but I'm sorry – you're not this year. <laughs> no. There should be a bit of a target on your back. You've got a lot of guys returning that we know. Right. You you know, it's 
one of those things, and, and I always feel bad for offensive linemen because they get lost in the shuffle to the general public, and even us sports guys. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not paying attention to, hey. You have to go to a game and see a player play yeah, or week exactly. in and week out. Or even be told, yeah. hey, McCracken's got a D1 prospect. Really? And then you go watch. Like, you go, oh, I see. a minute. It. Sure. But mostly you're watching the ball carrier and you're watching the quarterback. Nobody's talking about the lineman in the article. Nobody, yeah, nobody's talking about, hey, look, that lineman blocked that dude five yards down the field right. for 20 seconds. Right. But, you know, yeah. nobody does that. Um, it's a shame because a shame. that's probably when you're talking high school football, right. that is the most difficult position to be that good at. Yeah. But what puts it in the mind of reporters and sports talk show hosts that you're good is when you have the names that we know back. Mm-hmm. And the names that we know are the skill players. Right. Yeah. Your quarterback, your running back, your top receivers. I think Race Richards is going to be phenomenal this year for Graves if he comes out and keeps his head in the game and goes at it. And I think he can. I think he can ball. Yeah. Uh, John Ben Brown, I think, will be even better. Mm-hmm. I think last year was a was a that's a first year starter as a junior. Well, and the other thing they have this year is stability for the first yeah. time in a while yeah. too. A lot of stability. Um, they've got all their secondary back, which will help them. By the way, against Owensboro in the district. Owensboro has a junior quarterback. He's one of the top 50 players, not in the state, in the country. Mm-hmm. He's a top 50 player in the country. Not that's that Owensboro, they, right? Yes. And he's a junior. And that's what they have to go through to win their their Good district. Lord. Um, already getting offers from Notre Dame and, and, I mean, everybody. I mean, he's a top 50 player. But they've got all their secondary back, so that'll mm-hmm. help. But it's going to be hard for them to stop a lot of the run early on this year. And, by the way, who do they have week one? Tillman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know the names for Tillman have changed, but you know Tillman's going to line up and run the football against them. Mm-hmm. Again, you're talking now, They obviously Tillman doesn't have Mayfield's pedigree, but they've got that pedigree now, too. Yeah. That yeah. Where you're like, okay, I don't know what they got coming back, but I expect but it to be Tillman. good. Yeah. I expect them to be good. The names will change. They'll be fast. They'll be They'll athletic. run it down your throat. They will line up, and they won't try to run around you. They'll try mm-hmm. to run over you if they can. Mm-hmm. And last year it worked. They ran all over Graves. Yeah. Those guys are gone, but so is the, that defense from Graves. Yeah. So I keep going back to this, but you're looking at week one as that week will tell us everything. So does that mean Tillman is your bubble team? So my bubble team is Tillman. Yeah. Because and here's really so why. really before we get in, into too deep on Tillman, one and two play each other, and three right, and four play each right. other. Right. Yeah. The thing with Tillman that put them at, at the bubble for me, because that's how we do it. Power three is these are the three teams we talk about. We put one in the bubble on who's just outside that that three, and then everybody else can fight it out after. We're not going to rank them. Mm-hmm. Because that was a thing. I couldn't. I got past Tillman, and I could not make a legit argument mm-hmm. for a lot of these other programs right now. I can't argue for, for Murray right now. Right. They lost a lot of starters. Callaway, I, you know... I think they'll be better, but I can't argue that they're a top five team in the region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marshall, I can't argue that. You can't argue it for There's Ballard. too many unknowns after Tillman. Right. Once yeah. you get past Tillman, it's now you could see one of those teams have an amazing year, but there's just no evidence of it at this Until point. Until we right. see it. I think when you look at these top three that we're talking about, and we'll throw Tillman in on that, again, I put McCracken one. We just know more. They've got more starters back on both sides of the football. And important roles, too. Yeah. They've got key guys back. They've got the guys that are first-year starters are, are as highly touted as anybody in the state, much less the region. Mm-hmm. Mayfield may not have these highly touted guys across the state, but they've got guys who have that Mayfield expectation placed on them. Right. Yeah. And the guys they've got back are going to be beast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But to say that I, I just 
I sat down and I wrote down the argument for both schools at number one, and McCracken's just weighed heavier. Mm-hmm. Their argument just weighed heavier than. How they, close is it? It's close. But in the end, it was hard. Like I said, I said in my mind, and I said, "Let me make the argument for Mayfield," and then I did. And then when I got to McCracken, I went, "Yeah, but it sounds better for McCracken, right?" Yeah. right. Uh, and your, then, your argument for Mayfield comes down to it's Mayfield, right. and your argument for McCracken comes down to, well, we know that they have this back, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And then for Graves, you know, it, it really came down to who goes three, Graves or Tillman. Well, again, Graves is in that McCracken versus Mayfield argument. Mm-hmm. Tillman is the perennial known at this point, mm-hmm. but Graves has way more back. So are those two as close as think, McCracken Mayfield as far as the difference uh, between them? It's tough. Um, I think McCracken all season is going to have the better offense than Mayfield. Mm-hmm. All season. I, and they're going to do it against 6A defenses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think their offense is going to be just – a juggernaut. Once that quarterback gets understands, you know, it's listen. He may be ranked twelfth in the state, and he may be taking snaps now in scrimmage and practices. When you line up against another varsity team, it's a whole new ball game. It it's fast. Yeah, it moves even faster. It Your does. decisions have to be smarter and quicker. Uh, and there's there's so much more scrutiny too. And by the way, oh, he's going to be lining yeah. up against Mayfield's defense week one. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn real quick how good there he is. There is still going to be a growing pain with that quarterback. There is. But I think their offense, once it clicks into place, whether that's week one or week two or week three or whatever, versus when Mayfield's clicks into place, will be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and too, when you're looking at McCracken, when you're looking at you know having the best running back in the region ready to roll, that makes any quarterback's job a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, And, and you could argue Mayfield did not play the caliber team's after they played McCracken, that McCracken played. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. no. Last year. And that's just because they they're a 6A school. Yeah. Right. Um, again, nature of the beast. But I think I think Mayfield's got more knowns back on defense as far as the dudes that stand out when you watch the games. Yeah. But McCracken still has just as many returning with that experience. They've got Leandre Bolin Jr., who's just a beast on the defensive line. Um, and then, again, I go back to offense. I think in the end, no matter what happens, Mayfield, McCracken's going to still have the better offense. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Graves Tillman, it's sort of the same argument. Yeah, Tillman. I think Tillman even lost more on defense than people realize. Yeah, I think Tillman is did. really going to be. They got a lot of first year starters coming in next year. But at the same time, you go, yeah, but it's it's, it's the program, it's the system. So I think I think that they're almost even in the respect that McCracken's probably spaced out from Mayfield about the same as Graves is from Tillman. Mm-hmm. Graves probably a little bit more than Tillman. So I think it'd be a little bit more of a shocker if Tillman beats Graves. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Mayfield beats McCracken. Right. Who would? It's Mayfield yeah. McCracken. Right. I think it, I think this year it would be a little bit of a shocker if Graves doesn't win that game. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. That's that's the wrong bulletin board material for Graves. Graves don't last good, year was the sleeper going in against a powerhouse in Murray, who was our number three team yeah. going into uh, the power three last year. So Were they three or did we have them two? I, can't, I, I really got to go back and look. Well, they might have been, too. I think they might have been, too. I'd have to go back and look. So, yeah. So, you've got Graves being able to be that underdog last right. year. And now, they have to go and, you know, live up to expectations. 
it's a whole different thing. And, and I think deep down, I, I really think that their uh, their coaches probably would rather us be saying they're not in the power three. Right. Tillman is. Oh, they'd love yeah. Tillman to be. In they the power would rather three. Tillman be in that spot and us talking Tillman up. But we're, we just, I just can't. I yeah. can't be honest and do that. Um, and Tillman, I think, I think Tillman may be enjoying this spot right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I would agree. I hey think guys. that Tillman, Tillman is the team that's ripe to overperform this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, it's really funny. Real quick, uh, one of the. Uh, I always love listening to coaches talk and do interviews, and I'll notice that they are very aware of what people who cover their sport are are saying. Sure, mm-hmm. that's always been true. This show has never existed like this for a lot of these sports. Yeah, right. This show has sort of become well. Now they can actually point, yeah, <laughs> their kids to this source. You know, it's easy to look at a kid and go, "Man, everybody's doubting you." Yeah, they can just go listen <laughs> and play the clip. <laughs> Which, by the way, has happened once or twice with Callaway County's girls. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought that's weird because, you know, I remember our coaches doing that. You know, that they, they said, you guys can't tackle. They said, yeah. you guys can't stop the run. They said, you know, people, all these reporters are saying this. And you're like, well, they're not writing it. No, that's what that's the conversations we're having. And you're like, no, they're yeah. not. This is that personified. Right. Like, we're doing that. <laughs> so you can't hide it. All inquiries go to Brian. It'd be interesting if a coach like actually DM'd you, slid into the DMs and be like, hey man, can you just talk trash on us this week? We really need it. <laughs> really need you to, to downplay us this week. I mean, what's fun, I, I w- I'll never reveal things that are off the record, but I can tell you this, lots of coaches would rather be the, hey, talk down on us and don't praise well, us sure. as much. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. You don't want to be, you don't want you your guys feeling You don't want teenagers good. buying into their own hype. No. Do you think do you think last year that it was a motivator that Graves was getting dissed by us right out of the gate? And I don't think we were dissing him as much as we were just... Well, if it was, it didn't show up in the scoreboard. Well, not for a few weeks. Yeah. But overall. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's no no doubt about it. They had a you know a, a very surprising season and mm-hmm. overperformed. Yeah. I think you, you stroke some... E- if you put Tillman three, and they got a lot of first-year guys that we don't know their names. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I go back to that. Like with McCracken, you know more of the names. Right. Yeah. Right? Now, you know Mayfield's Mayfield. But the names on the back of the jerseys that matter a little bit more when you're ranking those two schools mm-hmm. at this point this year. Right. Yeah. With Tillman and Graves, that's sort of the same. We don't know a lot of the names, but if we came in here and stoked the egos of all these first-year starters for Tillman oh, and dissed all these veteran dudes for Graves. Right. That's just wrong. You think Graves wouldn't – Graves' coaches would love that. Sorry, oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm just not going to do it. You yeah. got the yeah. names back. But also – and I'll go back to that interview Friday. Coach Kemp – made a good point he said we got a lot of starters back who are seniors but we got a lot of sophomores mm-hmm. who may win a few of those jobs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's not knocking the seniors that's telling you how good their, their underclassmen is, are yeah. yeah so that's why they're number three on the list tillman's four let me give you a sleeper uh-oh not you a got a sleeper not, not a, about not, not a bubble team a team that if at the end of the year they're in the top three or on the bubble i'm not you know, don't be. You heard it here first. How about that? I'm gonna put Murray in that spot. Hmm. They got a lot of new guys coming out too this year. Mm-hmm. But their program, when you go back and look over the last handful of years, has turned into, hey, there's some expectation here, right? And also, they've got one of the best defensive linemen in the state. That's true. That's yeah. true. Can't sleep on that. Nope. And also, when I compare them to the rest of the teams in the region, I can't argue for any other team being a sleeper that could possibly crack the top three or four. Oh, you got a point. So Murray would be the one. You don't expect any of those five. Those five are going to be your top three all year. 
it's going to be hard to see anybody else being in your top three other than depending those on five. how week one shakes out. Mm-hmm. I, here, here's what I'll do. To me, your preseason ranking is more of a predication on where do you think things shake out in the end. Mm-hmm. And I know I just said in the end, I think Mayfield will have a better record. I don't necessarily mean that that they're going to over like if they played at the end of the season, they'd beat McCracken. That's not what I mean. I just mean, of course, I think they're going to go deeper in the playoffs. I would like us to do this year where we do our power three, yeah, and then we do our our bubble, you know, yeah. pick, and then we have that one school that is up and coming and it deserves the spotlight for other reasons. Something to think about. You just That's chew true. on that. I, I, I mean, you're talking Marshall Callaway at that point. You are maybe, but I'm talking. And if there's no team that needs that spotlight, take, they don't get it. Okay, take week one out of it. Because week one, if we have two upsets or one upset, it'll shake up the power three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Tillman beats Graves, that obviously shakes that up. Sure. If Mayfield beats McCracken, that obviously shakes that up. Heck, if Mayfield beats McCracken and Tillman beats Graves, that obviously gives us a lot to think about mm-hmm. after week one. I'm saying at the end of the season, McCracken, Mayfield, Graves will be in the power three. Mm-hmm. To what order? We'll find out then. Tillman would not be is on the bubble, which means – Three of those four teams for sure are in the power three. I don't think Murray is. But my sleeper in Murray is they could at least be the bubble in that equation. Murray's the only other team in the region and I think even has a that shot. could upset any of those teams. No other teams in the regionals. I don't upset. think head to head they're gonna upset them. I'm saying if in the end of the season, let's say Tillman let's say Tillman goes out and struggles this year. Mm-hmm. Well obviously Murray and let's say Murray goes out right. and they, they don't, but they're obviously playing different schedules. Yeah. Well then I'm not gonna be surprised if Murray's not cracking the top three. At the end of the year. They're not. I mean, Graves, McCracken, or Mayfield are going to have to lay a giant egg for that to happen. I think Tillman's more likely to have a rough season, but I don't think Murray's going to leap those teams if they all meet expectations. All right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. All right. Because it didn't to me just then. I'm like, I feel like I'm talking in circles. <laughs> I would make a great lawyer, by the way, because I would have the jury so confused on my rationale. Yeah, you would lose them. They would be like, I don't know. I, I like his presence. I guess we'll just decide for his face. <laughs> I like case. his presence. Yeah, I like his style. Uh, he, he at least sounds like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> at least be that. A uh, <laughs> couple oh, other man. things I wanted to get to real quick. Uh, man, I just lost. I just had it bookmarked. Just completely lost it. Yeah, um, our. Uh, I'm not going to say the name because I'm tired of giving these guys credit. A lot of the panic over the season might not happen. A lot of people were watching what was happening in Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. And there was some argument over, why do you care about Jefferson County? They don't affect you. And it was like, but they kind of do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not directly, but indirectly, their decision could weigh on the rest of the state. Sure. So there was a lot of state interest in what Jefferson County was going to do. Well, after their decision came out, some people, blue check mark reporters, said that we had an inferiority complex. The rest of the state. Yeah, the rest of the state. Other that's, that's weak. That's just... And I'm like, you're the dude with the blue check mark. Like, right? Like that you're calling out all the non-blue check marks. I mean, you could you could use that argument in any state that like you could use that ar- argument in Illinois with Chicago. Like you yeah. can use that argument yeah. in Missouri with St. Louis or Kansas City. Like anytime you're dealing with a state where there's rural cities and there's the big dog, if you will, you're going to have that argument. You're going to have, you know, a little bit of ill will maybe towards the big city, but to say there's an inferiority complex is just ridiculous. And then that's why people were paying attention to Jefferson County. Right. And as somebody said, had they canceled, it would affect other teams. And then that same person who said, we have an inferiority, inferiority complex said, what do you mean it affect other teams? Well, there's teams that have them scheduled. 
Mm-hmm. Like there are teams that would have games that would get canceled. Like for him to have a blue check, he's really well, and the, and in then the my, know, You huh? know, the, the argument didn't make any sense. Well, they can make up one game. Not if everybody else is locked in. Right. Yeah. If if That's that affects, let's works. say that affects three teams. You're right. It only affects three teams. Well, two of them can maybe go. Well, even the nights that it affects them isn't line up. Yeah. Well, and for me, it isn't even as much as whatever you know Jefferson County County School Districts want to do. That's their prerogative. But it's my worry, and I think a lot of people's worry was that the KHSAA was going to put too much credence on those schools because yeah. they're the big schools. They're yeah. the schools competing for state championships. Well, how about this? And not the rest of the state. In all honesty, when it comes to football, it's just Trinity and Mel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When you go to the other classes, it's other schools from other parts of the state that are getting that that are the perennials. Mm-hmm. Mayfield is is Mayfield and and um, oh crap the other team just escaped my mind who beat them last year Somerset. Mm-hmm. You know you usually Mayfield Somerset Lexington Christian. There's three teams. None of them are from Louisville. Right. None of them are from Louisville, and that's two A. You go three A, you get the same thing. You go four A, you get the same thing. So. It's just because Mel and Trinity dominate the talk in the state as far as big dogs of the state. Right. Yeah. You get St. X, you get that argument, you know, but that's, again, not Louisville. So, or is St. X in Louisville? I'd have to. I, I think St. X yeah, is in is. Louisville. Yeah, it is. Uh, either way, it's just those big, big dogs of the big, big di- uh, of, of class. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, nobody else gives a crap about Louisville when it right. comes to football. It's just those folks that are in 6A with them. Mm-hmm. So even we had a vested interest in that decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Louisville doesn't play this year. Mcraken's path. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Thank why he would bit. be upset that people had interest in what you know Jefferson well, County was doing. Even if we of, don't agree or disagree with yeah. it, I think there's, there's bound to be interest in it. I think through all of this, a lot of people have shown a lot of interesting ideas through I, all of like. You know. I think too, yeah, and I think too. I think a lot of people were watching what happened with Jefferson County and worried if they decide not to play, mm-hmm. and let's say a few schools outside of Jefferson County end up having issues, that that would factor into the governor's decision saying, "See, mm-hmm. they knew it wasn't good to play, and then you yeah. get shut down." True. I think the interest was a fear if they don't play. That's a, what does, how that, does that that's the major me? hub of the right. state that's going to affect. But the rest to of act the like it's it's a nothing burger that yeah. it doesn't matter it's just the ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then to claim that the rest of the state has an inferiority complex. Come on, because we're worried about number one. Most of the people I saw worried about Jefferson County were people like us who were going let them play. Yeah, let them play. Like we think they should be able to play. It wasn't people screaming about their politics. Mm-hmm. No. It was people going, I can't even believe this is a, a debate. Let them like let them play. And then, again, it's we've talked about this. You go forward unless you can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't preemptively stop your, your progression. You go forward unless you can't. And they had been doing, because our thing was, if they've been doing everything else the rest of the state has with their workouts, and they've been having the same success, let the kids play. Mm-hmm. So the, our, our inferiority complex was we were rooting for them to play. And it, I'll tell you another thing that drives me crazy. All the people who, they, they hide behind this, we're just telling you reality. Like every time we tweet about something, we're not being Debbie Downers. We're just trying to tell you that that's keep your, it, keep like your things grounded. And then they turn around after a decision is made and go, I'm so happy for everybody. We don't need to play. But yeah. when, oh, we're Re- playing. Guys, really, you know, I really think they're going to probably close it down. And then they don't. And they go, see, I told you you should all be happy. 
no, man. Like, As a journalist, we care about you. At least we've been optimistic with this from day mm-hmm. one. We haven't hidden behind the doom and gloom. So that drives me crazy, too. Don't tell me I have an inferiority complex coming from a guy who most people were accusing of rooting for the season not to happen. Until it did happen, and then they start. Then that same person was cheering it on. Right. The bottom line is there, there's a variety of reasons why somebody right. would be interested in what's happening in the largest exactly. populous county in the state. That, by the way, owns the state in one di- one class of football. Right. Uh-huh. Of course, we have a vested interest in that. Jeez, drives me crazy. We have an inferiority. You know why we talk about Louisville a lot? Because you guys talk about Louisville a lot, and nobody else. And nobody else. I've said, and then when people complain about you not talking about anybody else, then you get all up in arms too. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I really, really would like if if any if Indiana made an offer to buy Louisville, I would sell it for a dollar. For a dollar, just take it. Take the derby. Take the whole thing. I don't care. Trade, trade Louisville all for some Freddies. Leave. Here's the thing. We want the Louisville Slugger Museum. You can have everything else. (laughs) Give us the Louisville. That'll be the little like Vatican City. Right in the middle of the town. Enclave. We'll keep the museum and the and the company. You get everything. We can kill us. I went. Here's the thing. I went years ago, and eh, not years ago. Garth, when Garth Brooks had come back on tour, like his actual tour, and we got tickets to the show in Louisville. And this was when he was running like two shows a night for five nights in every city. Right. And we went. And I remember thinking, you know, I don't know why we always exclude Louisville from when we when we look to go to concerts. It's always Nashville or St. Louis if nothing's right, in Nashville. Right. And we always kind of forget Louisville. And then I left there going, yeah, I know why. Right. I know That's why I forget exactly Louisville. That's exactly how I felt after the Motley Crue concert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not a Louisville fan. I'd, I'd drive to Memphis. Wow. Before I would go to Louisville or something. Yeah. At least they've got maybe, the barbecue. That's true. Maybe Chicago. I'd go, I would go to... Nah, not now. I mean, they're not killing right everybody. Now, but, but, you know, they're... they're, they're there are murders happening now on the places that I felt the safest. Like, right. We got lost on the south side, and I still didn't feel like I was going to get <laughs> murdered. Now, I don't feel safe anywhere. Yeah. So, Louisville, anybody else wants you? I'll shade to Louisville. I don't feel inferior. I just feel like I don't want you twice. in my state. <laughs> All right. You and Muhlenberg. Uh, coming back, we got more. and Louisville. Right here on Region 1 Sports. The team at The Rock. Royal Oak Chevrolet Cadillac in Paducah are happy to bring you this great game. The Rock, where every new car has a powertrain warranty for life. Free car washes for life. You can get up to 120% on your trade-in at The Rock. And as always, you've got 72 hours to swap it out. That's their 72 hours guarantee. Get your best deal at The Rock. Royal Oak Chevrolet Cadillac in Paducah. I'm Larry Hausman, branch manager with Hilliard Lines. Wealth management is about improving lives. And for us, that's a passion that goes beyond the work we do. That's why we're proud to be part of Baird, a trusted financial services firm that shares our commitment to giving back to the communities we serve. I invite you to learn more about Baird and what this powerful partnership means for you and Paducah. Hilliard Lions is now a Baird company. Learn more at HilliardToBaird.com. Ah, the taste of summer is back. Slushies have returned to McDonald's in delicious blue raspberry, sweet peach, and fruit punch. And oh, by the way, get your donut sticks before they're gone. What a sweet way to start the day. And your favorite sandwiches are now on sale. Two for $5 quarter pounder with cheese and or Big Macs. All of that and more only at McDonald's. In Paducah, Calvert City, Mayfield, Murray, Draftonville, Benton, and Metropolis. You have a need. 
something may be missing in your life and you just can't figure out what it is, you need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I would like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We have Bible classes for all ages following the worship assembly. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people striving all after the same prize of heaven. You're listening to the Region 1 Sports Report on 99.5 The Fan. Final segment here on the Region 1 Sports Report, Brian, Chris, and Chelsea. So just to recap, Power 3, I'm sure we'll have debate. We, I know we will, and I know we'll debate it for the next three weeks, and I know that one of those teams is going to upset the other one, and I'm going to hear about it after that. Mm-hmm. But it's McCracken 1, Mayfield 2, Graves County 3, and Tillman's sitting there on the bubble, hoping one of those other teams falters badly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um Let's have a little fun here as we close out this show. You, I love the random facts. I don't know why. Florida because Man stories are. You know why the random facts are great? Because you don't have to think or believe in anything. No, you can exactly. just enjoy the random facts. And most of the time you go, huh, and you move on. Yeah. I don't remember the random facts. No, I don't remember them ever. <laughs> just like them. Um, here you go. The word candidate. It's political season. The word candidate comes from the Latin word candidus. Candidus. There you go. Uh, which means clothed in white. So yeah. candidate means clothed in white. Here's why. In ancient Rome, men running for political offices wore white togas. Right. Oh, I thought it was because they're all would so it, innocent. Would it be like, I don't care what your feelings are against Trump, because we're already past the DNC, but wouldn't it be awesome if he came out in like a white toga for his speech? <laughs> <laughs> that might change the projection of the There'd be a election. lot of people who would be confused and also like, well, that's cool. <laughs> Is anything surprising right now, though? No, no. no. I think that would be, that'd be totally awesome. Uh, the reason there are usually mirrors next to elevators is to keep people distracted while they wait in the elevator. <laughs> so they could look at themselves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how vain are we? Right. We go to get on the elevator like, oh, but there's a mirror. I'll take a moment. I don't have to wait as long. Uh, <laughs> but what's weird, though, is when you have multiple people in the elevator and everybody's looking at themselves. What's up yeah. with the mirrors on the ceilings? Well, well that's in, in the elevator. In the We're elevator. talking about outside the oh, elevator. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. Friends, the show, yeah. went through three other titles before it became Friends. <laughs> what was the other options? Well, there was Friends Like Us, which is terrible. That sounds that's like horrible. The, that sounds like a 1987 sitcom that lasted one season. Right. Yep. Uh, six of one. No. Again, what? sounds like no. Sounds like my suburban family. Like it's like you just we'll describe seven what it of is. us. Yeah. Uh, here's my favorite though. Insomnia Cafe. What? Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a 1990s indie band. At least that doesn't sound like a 1987 Brady Bunch spinoff. Like, they could have. They could have named it Central Perk, I guess, and like. Made the whole yeah. point them being in the coffee shop. That would have probably well, been. That was, like a I cheers think, for yeah, a coffee that shop again. Worked better. I have seen my. I've seen every episode of Friends more than I'd like to admit. But Insomnia Cafe would make sense if you go back and kind of pay attention to that first season. Yeah, because they're in that coffee shop a lot. Yeah, now you just kind of drifted from it. And I think maybe the premise probably was that would have been the central right part of the show mm-hmm. was they're always in the coffee shop. So that could have worked. Like cheers. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right. A guy named Philip Noel Baker from England is the only person who's ever won an Olympic medal and received a Nobel Prize. So he's hmm. smart and athletic. Wow. What an overachiever. He won a silver as a runner in the 1500 Couldn't meters. Couldn't win the gold? 
Come on, guy. He won the medal you don't want to win. <laughs> right. Nobody uh, wants the silver. You it's get the bronze, you're like, whoo, yeah, at least, least that I medal. Won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he did that in the 1500 meters at the 1920 Olympics. Then he went into politics and won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1959. Well, <laughs> good for him. Yeah, I mean, what have you done lately? Like, that makes me feel like well, I played PlayStation for two hours last night. I'm wasting my life. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wonder why Owen Wilson is in basically every Wes, every Wes Anderson movie? Whoa. He is. He's in basically he everyone. In they were roommates at the University of Texas in the early 90s. I love Wes Anderson movies, by I the way. Too. And Owen Wilson's in all of them. Yeah, he is. I like Owen Wilson. I like Luke Wilson better. My wife loves Owen Wilson. Owen is a little too boppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke Wilson is, I think he's a better actor. He's a more serious actor. Uh-huh. Luke Wilson can go either way. Like, Luke Wilson could do a serious role or a he comedian could go either role. Way. Ah. His brother cannot. His brother no. can only do comedy. Nobody yeah. is taking yeah. him serious in a in a drama. Uh-uh. Yeah, but I also thought Matthew McConaughey would only do chick flicks, and he's totally been awesome oh, the last like twelve it. years. He's a national treasure. <laughs> Even to the point where I go back and watch the chick flicks, and I'm like, I like this dude. Yeah, I like right? this. Yeah. I don't. I don't really care for this movie, but I like this dude. Failure to launch. I it's like, like this guy. The greatest uh, thing ever. Fool's gold. And here's the thing. He's pretty much Matthew McConaughey in everything, everything he does. Yes. Watch Mud. Mud, he is. Mud's a great movie, yeah. too. Um, but Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson is kind of that guy who kind of got pigeonholed as a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you what changed my... Oddly enough, it was a Western. 310 to Yuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in it for like a minute, but it was a really strong cameo. Strong minute. It was, it was a, a str- strong like, it, minute. He's a good enough actor that it elevated that, that moment. So... And also it made me go, he should be in a Western. Like, he really needs you to You want be everybody in a Western. I do. I, I do. Have I mean, you ever written secret? Do you have your Michael Scar in Western <laughs> in your desk drawer that we could go find? When I was a kid, I wanted to be in a remake of The Cowboys with John Wayne. Because the movie centers on the kids who yeah. hires to drive the, the cattle, and I wanted that. I want to see a Western spec script from you by Monday. <laughs> yep. We should. We should. And we should act it out. Yes. I'll let y'all do that. I won't yeah, be here for that. You don't want to be our damsel in distress. No. I write strong female characters. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, True Grit's my favorite western. That's the the, yeah. the theme of the movie. Is she's, yeah. she's really the one with True Grit. Uh, even though. Oh God, we got him on a tangent wait, wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Go. I love John Wayne. Love his movies. I think John Wayne plays a better Rooster Cogburn. Mm-hmm. The the new True Grit's better. If you were a yeah. teacher, the subject that your students would use to get you off track westerns. would be westerns. Yeah. Uh-huh. They would know if you get oh, Mr. Man. York talking about westerns. Well, there's no words that day. I just, wrestling. I just watched because the new True Grit, the Coen Brothers True Grit, was on TV the other day, and I caught it at the beginning and went ahead and watched it. And I love that movie better. Of course, being newer, it helps yeah. in the cinematography and everything. But the John Wayne version of the of the shootout at the end, John Wayne delivers that line so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he says, fill your hands, you son of a, and he puts the reins in his mouth, he, it's so much better than, loved. I love Bridges, but he just did not, he mumbles the line and you can't hardly hear it. John Wayne says it clear enough that you go, yeah. And well, he kind of mumbles through that whole movie. He does, but he, he does. I, I think he plays a good Cogburn. He just... You can't top Wayne in that, right. in that role. That's tough. That's a tough uh, but task. You, but you can top. I mean, Matt Damon is heads and shoulders better than uh, uh, Campbell was. Mm-hmm. Glenn Campbell in the in that. Oh person. yeah. Oh Glenn yeah. Campbell was atrocious. Yeah. John Wayne won an Oscar because Glenn Campbell was so <laughs> he bad. He carried Glenn Campbell. People were like, "Wow, Wayne is a better actor than we realized." Um, <laughs> yeah, westerns would be it, man. It wouldn't take much. Yeah, obviously. I'm a giant Kevin Costner fan, so you could get me on that topic with with his westerns. So. Love him in Yellowstone. Makes the show for me. 
and he said he wants to direct another western. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Look how happy he is. Get, get giddy. He's Go- giddy right now. You know what's funny? Oh my. Ghostbusters and westerns. Ghostbusters. That's what how do you get? Like. How do you get that Venn diagram? Those are, those are my two worlds. <laughs> um, but I like the modern stuff, I like Heller, How Water. You know the Taylor Sheridan stuff, Sicario, Heller, How Water, Wind River, which are both on Netflix, by the way. You need to watch them. Yellowstone that he does now. I like that. I like that modern western. Yeah. Take the cowboy and put him in today's world. We need more of that. We need also, more cowboys. Also, Kevin Costner's just cool, man. You just put him in anything, and it makes it cool. He was great in Draft Day. You talk sports. Yeah. yeah. Go watch Draft Day. Great movie with Kevin. Better than Moneyball. It's better I just than watched Water World recently. Well, you, yeah. And I love it. He's great in that. He's got gills. Well, <laughs> I really think they missed. They messed up. Zombieland Two should have had Kevin Costner as a cameo, saying he regretted Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> you got Bill Murray saying he regretted Garfield in the first yeah. one. You needed. Yeah. You needed that in the second one. So. Uh, I hate the second one. I watched it again it's the other so day. Bad. I really don't like the second one. It's so Why'd bad. you watch it again if you hated it so like, much? I wanted to make sure Give I it felt a second that, chance. Like, yeah. I didn't I don't hate it till the end. Yeah. They decide guns are bad in their new utopia. I'm like, you're fighting zombies. Right. Okay. I, you, you can make a gun argument with me when you're not fighting are zombies. Are you at all excited about the new Bill and Ted? Yeah, I'm going to rent it this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it's, it's out this weekend, right? Yeah, uh, no, what twenty? Oh, it's twenty bucks. bucks. Twenty twenty-five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm it. Like, I might do that. I think it's twenty. If Especially if it's it. supposed to rain all weekend too. Yeah, I think. yeah. Twenty if you rent it. Twenty-five if you buy it. I'm gonna buy it for five bucks more. Five you bucks. might as well. And I hope I, I actually hope I hate it because <laughs> I'll have more fun knowing I paid twenty-five dollars <laughs> for something I hate. All right, that's it for us. Back on Friday with plenty more. Again, Power Three was today. Plenty more debate with that. We'll do Power Three for volleyball and soccer next week and plenty more in the meantime. Until then, this has been Region 1 Sports. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.